Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, the Oscars get blacker, and Apple's about to open their new spot. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah. Far side. Far side. The autobiographical first line. Uh, in my younger days, I support a shag, which is absolutely true. Hey, man. I said, support a shag. But yeah, Pops will never let me have a shag. He's really? like, nah, too trendy. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's go to Jeff's Barbership on Jeff's Barbershop on Gary and Pomona. P Town. Je- Jeff, Jeff himself, who I'm sure is dead by now. He's old then. Jeff would hook me up with the shag. Hey. Um, yep. In my younger days. In my younger days. That was the 60s. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, show breakdown. Tech news and uh, nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Yes, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my guy, the super fly. Whoa. Uh, my do or die. The I K I L I. I cannot. This dude has lost his, his, his marbles. What's up, man? <laughs> what up, man? What up? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, good. man. There's really, really, a lot of great stuff happening in the in the world. Man, yeah. So yeah, it's in, awesome. In fact, um, there's a lot a lot of good stuff in media, and then the Oscars, and then there's a lot of uh, good stuff happening with movies too. Like uh, yeah. like Get Out is blowing up. I'm gonna we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. for a second. And uh, got the new Will Smith movie coming on Netflix. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Should look I crazy. I dreamed that. I saw a promo for right. that. Somewhere, I think I was some, some. I think I don't know where. Oh, I was doing Oscars. Yeah, I was, I was watching the Oscars repeat. I saw this promo and I was like, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So you got the mustache. I don't know what. I, don't know what, I have no. I didn't know about that because I really know nothing. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, Logan. Logan comes out today. That's uh, right. And it, and it debuted to it's like I think it's the highest one of the highest uh, Thursday evening premieres right. ever and then so and you gotta you gotta throw in the mix the Jay-Z six part series on Spike the documentary about my man who who committed suicide because he was unfairly incarcerated wow that, that, that's coming to Spike when I mean the first episode was two nights ago six part series I am up on everything yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm up to the minute on all, all the news yeah uh, did you see it I, I, I haven't recorded but okay. I haven't seen it yet okay. uh, well that's good at least, you, at least you know about it I didn't even know about <laughs> right. it uh, let's go back to earlier in the week you know we, we uh, the week started we just we did our show on Friday and the Oscars were Sunday we talked a little bit about it so we're late We you know, in terms of mentioning all the, the stuff that happened but um, we had a crazy crazy Oscars uh, what did you think of the of the ceremony itself and then we'll get to the winners and then the, the controversy at the end ceremonially I think it was it was a great Oscars it was very entertaining I mean obviously aside from you know what happened at the end you know I thought it was really awesome just to see the representation of of black folks winning um, I, I thought you know Jimmy Kimmel was decent there was a few things two comments I thought were totally inappropriate um, uh, which ones Okay. I mean, me- messing up my man's name. Ali. Yeah, that was kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it has some racial overtones to it, you know? Right. But whatever. I think that. Um, you, you just heard, I mean, I, Jimmy Kimmel's sort of like a, you know, he's sort of. Uh, a universally sort of a you know a, a cool dude, a respected dude, but there was a little bit of like uh, whatever your name is in there. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. <laughs> the, the racial overtones yeah, of that sure. was, 
was highly offensive. Um, especially in, in talking about his new his new life that he brought into the world. Like yeah. you don't make fun of people's yeah. kids' names, you know. But what, what you gonna name this one? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved I loved um um uh, um now drawing a blank. Well for, I first say that I was disappointed Denzel did not win. I thought that he was the the obviously the top dog in that category. I'm glad um Moonlight won. I'm disappointed that, you know, the way that they won at the end they didn't get the necessarily the shine to be able to use that platform to express whatever they wanted to express. Sure. I think their time was obviously compressed because of that flub. Um but I think, uh, yeah, just just having again, you know, I thought to you, but having the representation, you know, the diversity, and obviously the OJ, you know, OJ made in America winning, um, and then having that category filled with black filmmakers, I just it was just awesome, man, just to see, and I and I hope that my my last note is I hope that a year ago, you know, we were critical of Oscars being so white, hashtag Oscars so white, and I hope that our criticism doesn't let let up, you know, all because we have one year where we were represented does not mean yeah. that there's change in the infrastructure, so we yeah. gotta continue to be vocal and express diversity not only in films that are nominated, but also in the in the, in the, the, the pantheon of people that select the films. Absolutely, I, I agree with everything you said, and, and it's kind of working backwards, I mean, the thing about <laughs> Oscars so white, and what people are quick to point out in, in Inside Hollywood is, are like you know, this is like this year was not a, the, the representation this year is not really a reaction to last year because Hollywood doesn't move that fast. Right. In other words, they, there's no way that they there was not like a oh Oscar so white let's make a bunch of black movies and get them up next year like that right. like that we won't see that sort of like you know, all, flow. exactly yeah. all the stuff that sort of reaction to Oscar so white we'll probably see in the next two years so right. we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that the plays sustainability out. well I'm yeah. also looking for uh, the uh, the backlash the inevitable blacklash like Oscar's too black I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for that from from uh, maybe the MAGA tr- crowd uh, I but I'm also uh, and also there is uh, this sort of feels like um, I really enjoy this Oscars and like their representation because it feels more like our country as opposed to Hollywood. It felt more like it's the first time I really felt like how you know Hollywood is doing a as best they can do sort of a representation of what's happening in the culture. And uh, so to see all these folks and black folks and, and, and Latino folks and and, um, and and women and I mean still I'm still light on the women when the women, but just to see this happen. Uh, it felt like we're moving in the right direction, yeah. and, and it looks, looks like the, the 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 woman who's I cannot remember her name, but are the 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 uh, the new president of the academy, who's also who's a sister. Like yeah. I feel like that the 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 moves that she's made to sort of diversify the academy to get younger, to get more diverse, are starting to pay off. Now yeah. that being said, uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel made it very clear, made it very clear in the joke that he did about Moonlight, um, which I thought was a pretty decent joke. Uh, he made it very clear that. Um, Oh, Cheryl Boone, Cheryl Boone Isaacs. Thank you, thank you, Marissa. Is is is, is the uh, president of the Academy? I think that Jimmy Kimmel made it very clear that all that being said, people still haven't seen Moonlight. That's right. one of the screeners that people didn't watch. Right? Like he made a joke about one of the plot points in Moonlight that I thought was a pretty good joke, and everybody's like, "Huh." Uh-huh. Right. But either they didn't know how to react or they hadn't seen it. And he yeah. even said it out loud. He goes, "Oh, of course, no one's seen it." Right. You know. Um, that being said, there was a, there was definitely a Moonlight social media bounce and also mm-hmm. you know I turned on my TV and Moonlight was number one on iTunes and yeah. you know and there was a huge social media bounce for that but uh, I uh, yeah just the last thing I'll say about that is uh, you know one of my partners our partner Steve mentioned that to me like he mentioned the word regal uh, you know when he because he was there and he's like he's like yeah, it just, just feels very regal and I know what he means like looking at Taraji on the carpets and, and, and how how 
fantastic we looked and on top of our representation and then you had arguably our you know uh minus, think, minus Halle Berry minus Halle Berry but you know uh but but uh who was there she was there but she you know I'm not talking about her hair oh her hair yeah yeah got you <laughs> how they looked exactly uh but uh but then you had arguably sort of uh, the, uh, the the patriarch. I don't want to say king, but you know Denzel was there sort of presiding. You know, and uh, it, just, it felt very like much like we were we were very much represented. Um, in terms of Denzel not winning, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the the you know Vegas the you know there was heavy action towards Denzel was like two to one by the end. Like it was heavy action on Denzel. Like Vegas moved heavily towards Denzel, which made it feel like what do they know? Because Vegas always knows something. So I think the Casey thing was a bit of a surprise. I have to cut you off, um, and I, I kind of felt offensive about Casey saying, "I learned from you, Denzel. You're the first. You're the first movie star that I saw." Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I, I do actually. Come on, God. I do. Well, no, really? no, no. I, I, le- I learned. I learned how to act from 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 this guy down here. I, I do. Given because the only because. Uh, Ben Affleck has been on record a lot talking about how much that they consume Denzel and Morgan Freeman. So much so that, uh, you know, Ben Affleck does a super ridiculously spot on impersonation of Morgan Freeman in multiple movies, which, depending on how you feel that feel about it, could could be kind of weird when you see it. But uh, I, I kind of believe them. I believe that there's Malcolm X that made me want to become an actor. I mean, I, <laughs> I believe like like, like, like see, see enough of those two dudes and how they get down. I kind of believe them. Right. I kind of believe them. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's just there. That, that's kind of affect us to who those dudes are. Um, I mean, they're definitely more along the line. They're closer to the uh, Donnie Wahlberg, Marky Mark Boston dude than they are to the, uh, I don't know, racist kind of Boston dude. But that being said, uh, Denzel, people made a lot about Denzel's sort of visible sort of grimace when he lost. And it really made a lot about it, and his scowl, the whole t- scowl. And I thought that bothered me. That that bothered me more than the whole. That, that bothered me the, the coverage of Denzel. Like he's so angry, and he always he's so mad. Like Denzel's just he's chilling, man. A he's chilling. B he's competitive. He wanted to win. Like yeah. he wanted to win. Denzel, Denzel wants to win. Like he makes no bones about it. But uh, when Casey got up there, there was a standing ovation for Casey, and he didn't stand. Huh? I don't think he stood. No, he let it. He popped up. Oh, okay. I, 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 the, the shot I saw, he popped up. There's, there was first. one, maybe I'm mixing up, there was one award where everyone was standing, but he wasn't. I forgot which one it was. Well, that, that could be so. Maybe, oh. you know, and that, that's also like in, in, indicative of like, um, there's so much inside baseball Hollywood. People know all the stories of people. Of course. And that we don't know. Of course. And Denzel Point, I ain't standing for that dude. That dude was XYZ, right. you know. And so we don't, we don't know what it is. But for Casey, he, he popped up. Yeah. I saw the shot was him popping up and clapping. So I don't, I don't think he was like F Casey, you know. I'm, I'm, I failed to mention uh, Viola Davis. Her speech was incredible. Oh man, that was, that was amazing. Oh, I mean, like she, her, her her speech at the Globes was amazing. Her speech, uh, she's always you know, and she uh, people I was with in the room, you know, when she broke out with the my captain, my captain, yeah, and oh captain, my captain, like people are bursting into tears on the spot man. in the room. Oh, she I was killed like, it. Yeah, she's definitely. Uh, we got to exhume. <laughs> Yeah, actually, she reminds me that that's some of my mother. Funny. She has she has that sort of like ability to like, just to say those phrases. Right, that you're kind of like, and Denzel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's um, yeah, she she kills it every time, and it's 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 great for her because it's 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 great for uh her to find, her to get recognized because she is kills on the stage winning Tonys. But the fact that she is on a hit TV show, which she's regularly nominated for Emmys, and like. 
and the fact that she's like currently on a hit TV show and can dip out and go get and go snatch an Oscar and then go back to TV, like that's something that never that doesn't happen in film. I mean, it's changed obviously changed now with prestige television and everything right. else, but it was like television yeah, stars don't go to go to, yeah. go to movies or vice versa. Right. And this is a this is a really new paradigm in terms of Hollywood that you have. I don't think that are, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's new. I would say that we've been in this kind of zone for at least five years. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean relatively new in terms uh, of Hollywood. The span of Hollywood. Yeah, like this is within the within the last like seven to uh, ten yeah, years max. Yeah, like you know, Star Wars Sopranos was it like in the birth of the birth of prestige television is, is kind of where this whole thing right. started. Um, so that's really interesting. The fact I just like the fact that you're like I, I, you know Viola is nothing wrong with Viola's life right now. Hey, she Tony a great hit play. Just snatched the Oscar, yeah, got a hit TV she show. Just gotta, she just got to get, you know, she's she's close closing in on that EGOT status, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how she's going to get the Grammy, though, but she'll, she might figure it out. She'll, she'll do, she'll read, she'll going to read, read a book, spoken word in a book. Hey, <laughs> record, hey. She'll do record a book, uh, record the intro to your, to your new, uh, your new album. Hey, man. <laughs> Come on, Viola. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, so I, yeah, she'll, she'll figure it out. Uh, and uh, speaking of EGOT, my, my boy Lin Manuel did not get the EGOT. He did not win for um, um, for Moana. Uh, I knew he wasn't going to win. I really thought he should have won. I think the two biggest travesties of that are the the, the the Oscar that wasn't won, which was Moana. I think I think that song is phenomenal. And nothing against City of Stars and Audition, but uh, and I really liked Audition. It was really really affected me in, in the theater when I saw La La Land and she sang Audition. I was really affected by it. It's a great little two wonderful songs. I just think how far will go Moana is just a big beautiful Broadway style song um, yeah I agree I agree Moana was fantastic uh, and, I, and I feel also that man we didn't have any type of representation well not representation we didn't have any type of wins uh, for hidden, hidden figures well that was my second thing the other, the other biggest travesty for me was that Pharrell for that soundtrack, soundtrack did not get nominated I think the, the creation of that soundtrack in and of itself was a feat I think the songs were amazing and, in there I think the, the, the per- title per- song and a perfect a perfect perfect accompaniment to those visuals perfect I mean like, like that I think that the fact that, that they made they, La La Land snatched up two nominations and they couldn't give Pharrell one. I think that mm-hmm. was a travesty. I think uh, Hidden Figures, yeah, getting, getting, getting um, goose egged was, was also something. But but that was a beautiful moment when they came on stage, the three of them. Oh, yeah. With, with, with uh, my sister. That was oh, a very powerful man, moment. That was a super powerful <clears> moment. <throat> Uh, with a long standing ovation. Absolutely. You know? And uh, I just think Siraji looked fantastic. Yes, I, indeed. I, I, I think she is just like, man, she's really. And it's almost like what I like about. Taraji at the Oscars was she didn't get nominated, and but she's very much at the center of an important movie, and the, the, she kind of carried herself like yeah, I'm still here. Absolutely, you she know, should. I, I, I belong here. She does you belong. Know? There. I didn't get nominated, but I belong here, front and center. I mean, and, she's. I mean, she's the obviously the anchor of the film. So yeah. I mean, the fact that the film was nominated. Hence why she's there more right. prominently. But I mean, I feel like she deserves to. I mean, you talk about Viola being able to jump from TV to film. She did. The, she does the same thing with sure. Empire to, to yeah. a film like this. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like. I mean, those are two examples of two powerful sisters that have yeah. the ability to to be diverse in their acting. And I think, man, I think I think some, something should have won for Hidden Figures. So I think that was really an awesome film. So I agree. All right. So, uh, but one thing we we should touch on is the social media balance. We have touched look, looks like uh, Oscars. Uh, the, the, the what's called the SMU, which is Solo Mini Universe, the one day post Oscar lift. Uh, excuse me. Um, there was a thirty uh, three. Uh, I'm sorry, three point one million dollar uh, bounce in growth for Moonlight and a one point 
1.2 million dollar growth 1.2 million impression growth for La La Land. I mean, uh, the point being in Moonlight basically eclipsed it, like doubled it, doubled you yeah, know the, that, the those trends are normal. I mean, whenever you win, you know, best picture, of course you're going to trend high. Sure. But what they were saying is that and kind of to your point earlier because of the marketing push that obviously La La Land had versus Moonlight, you know, a lot of people wasn't wasn't on a lot of people's radar. Right. And so, I mean, having that having winning, I mean, definitely does a lot for your career, does a lot for the expansion and notoriety of the film and just to see those, you know, those analytics in 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 real time and also just as a kind of like a book and I think is dope and I think it also says a lot that hey, as a filmmaker, like you don't you you can compete against a titan that right. has you know all the the millions of dollars of marketing money and still come out on top. Right. I think that's a great story. I think I think and, and I also want to yeah. Speaking of moonlight, there's a couple of things I do want to hit on in terms of that uh, that win and just very, you know the very um, the uh, you know Barry Jenkins not winning best director was fine with that. Moonlight winning best picture is a legitimate shocker. That was a legitimate movie I was rooting for. It's a million dollar movie, and yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I wasn't rooting for that for best picture, yeah. and I, I was very surprised that it won actually. Right. So I mean, I, I know you're rooting for La La Land really hard. Stop it! Stop it! Team fences. <laughs> team fences all the way. You, you jumped off the couch like, what happened to my movie? <laughs> no, I was already dancing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah fences. I, I, I knew fences wasn't going to win. I, I knew fences wasn't going to win. It wasn't going to win. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, the, the the movies based on plays, like whether it's Doubt or those movies, just don't win Best Pictures norm, normally like that. I well, see, like but everything, but Academy. everything about this Oscars was abnormal, so that's why sure. I thought it had a great potential yeah. to win. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think that um, I really the the, the the fact that it's a small movie, a million dollars won. Barry Jenkins' second film, most people like know it as his first film. I think that 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 screenplay adaptation. You know, win was also amazing. That speech was amazing. I think that what's amazing to this about about this to me is the fact that uh, aside from the Oscar so white last year to the probably the 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 gayest blackest film winning. You know, uh, it, political, it's, it's political, man. political. But, but where we are as a country with with all of the sort of LGBT with in, in, in the Trump world, sort of the the, the, the fo- focus on sort of what seems to be. Uh, moving back towards an oppression of the LGBT community, an oppression of others, the oppression of uh, continued oppression of Black folks, for the country, for Hollywood to say this is the movie we're going to elevate and send that message out to the con- country. I don't know how many people in those front red states are seeing or have seen Moonlight, but the fact that more people will see it and curious about seeing it. I mean, um, I posit that question for within the, within our own community is black folks. There's tons, right. tons of black folks that have never seen Moonlight. Like, of course. I ain't seeing that shit. Ex- <laughs> precisely. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I already know it's about I ain't right. seeing that. So, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. Um, it, it, it's just—I I think it's just a spectacular piece of art. You take taking away, even taking away the subject matter, even if you're like, like anything. There's so many movies you see that I am not okay with the subject matter uh, at all. But you, you've got to uh, um, recognize it as a wonderful piece of art. Um, I'm not saying that I—I I, I thought it was spectacular across the board. I'm fine with the subject matter in this one, but I know some people aren't. Um, I mean, I, I think for me, I think for me. I felt Moonlight was good. I don't think it was great, right. I, and I think that a big part of it, a big part of it being nominated, and a big part of it even winning, is political. Because I think if you, 
I mean, if you if you ex- extract hot take, hot controversial take by Kimi Shine. I don't think it's controversial. I think a lot of people have this take. Right. You extract the, the homosexuality element out of it and, and replace those characters and make them heterosexual. Does it win? Absolutely no, not. Doesn't. So and so so when you talk about best picture, um, yeah, of course it's the narrative, it's a statement, it's what it represents to the society, but it's also all the other inner workings of what makes a film great. And I think as a as from a cinem- cinematic element like the tones and colors were great but just normal it was, just, it was nothing like really so, so you, innovative so you wouldn't vote it for for best cinematography because it got nominated for best cinematography um, I thought it was beautifully shot I thought it was, I you thought, thought it, was it was beautifully shot or you thought the way that it looked to me that's a distinction I think I think, I think. think look, looking back and I need to watch it again but if I like looking at some of these shots where these, some of these shots were composed and thinking about them in my mind's eye I've actually seen some of these clips and you pause my, my test my test is always when you see a shot and you pause it if it looks like a beautiful mm-hmm. photo that you can hang in your thing like there, there's something great going on there I think Moonlight has a lot of those um, La La Land has a lot of those too I mean La, 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 Arrival has a lot of those I felt like it's hard to put this is the thing about cinematography as well it's hard to like look at the cinematography in, in uh, something like Moonlight and then juxtapose it in, in against something like Arrival and and, and uh, Heartbreak Ridge or whatever. Well, that's what I think. It's a convergence of all those things. And so I, I feel like I feel like there were better... I mean, I'm not trying to be controversial, but I think there were better films. Um, I'm happy that, that a Moonlight won. I'm proud of, of proud of uh, you know of us for, for for telling that story. I think it's I think it will empower our community. I think it'll it'll bring awareness to to you know our society. I just think you know I think there were just better choices. Whatever. Yeah. No, I I, I, I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm happy I'm happy for those guys uh, even in that moment. Um, yeah. Just really a co- couple of the quick things to hit on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I thought Jimmy was great too. I thought, I thought he did a great job. I thought even I, I, I actually I liked the OJ joke. I think he had a couple of moments that were sort of maybe maybe culturally insensitive, not intentionally, but still culturally insensitive at, at, yeah, like at the, best. The Lion King moment. I didn't, I didn't like that. That's so disrespectful. I like that. Come here, little brown boy. Right. No, Come look on, at me. Uh, Get it. Come yeah, on, man. Come on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, yeah. That made me cringe. That made yeah, me cringe. That, 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 I, that moment made me cringe. I agree. I forgot about that moment. Uh, it, it's like it's one of those things that was like it's borderline because I always go by intention and like well intended and he was in on it and da da da. But how do you know what his intentions are? How do you know that? Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I guess I think I, I think I think I know who Jimmy Kimmel is, but I don't. So who knows? But the mean tweet, Jimmy Kimmel mean mean tweet. I, st- I thought was interesting to bring that there. It se- it se- seemed a little uh, gimmicky to bring those type of like talk show things into the Oscars, but it worked well. I think all of his he had a lot of David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel style t- gimmicks, and I think they all kind of worked. I, lo- I love I love his interaction with Matt Damon. I mean, obviously yeah, all, that was that, all that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, like him, you know, play conducting the orchestra, right? <laughs> when he was like before he even started, yeah. like that was classic. <laughs> yeah, and then Matt Damon tripping him. Right, right. Well, and then, of course they famously they had a, a one last bit plan, right? And they know, ran out of time because he was already in there. He, he assumed that it was it was going to lose, right? So he, you know, Jimmy was sitting there next to Matt Damon waiting to do a bit where he pulls out and be like, <laughs> right. "Well, Matt, you lost again." <laughs> like that. He, was, he was waiting to do that moment, uh, and it didn't work out. He had to run back on station to to, to deal to to you know try to deal what, with that. What did you think about your? boy um from chicago that uh they brought in uh from the street and when when he when jimmy was like hey you're not gonna you're not gonna say hello to any of the white guys you're not saying hello yeah. to any of the white, white, white actors he's like no i'm not <laughs> whatever yeah. he said uh so, did, you, did, you know, did you know his backstory i don't i don't okay. know his backstory so this backstory the, the thing about that guy which is great from chicago is he uh it's actually kind of a great story but he uh was in prison for 20 years hmm. 
for stealing some perfume. Wow. Uh, you know, thank you, uh, Jeff Sessions. You know, <laughs> t- talk about 13th. What does they ever do a name when you need her? Like, that's, he stole some perfume, uh, got 20 years Damn. Uh, for, for, for that, and uh, just got out. He got out on Thursday. Holy smokes. He got out on Thursday, was at the Oscars on Sunday. That's crazy. So not only that, um, what the phones, the, 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 what, what they did with the phones, like, and he's like, you know, by all accounts, he's a bottle guy, bottle person. I mean, the circumstances of why he was in for the whole 20 had a lot more to do with the sentencing and where he's from. Of course. Than it, than it does to, like, the crime. And yeah. obviously, he's, he's out 20 years. But the most important thing about that guy is, uh, you know, so this is also related to us in the tech world tech situation, they all had phones and one of the things they wanted to do was control that phone situation, so they gave them all Samsung phones because Samsung's a sponsor, they couldn't have them all there with the Apple phones, of course. so they, they tricked them and said, Samsung wants you to try out some of these phones, they gave them all different kind of cases so they looked like, so they didn't look, they didn't look fake, right, right. Um, and so Jimmy Kimmel was talking about the fact that like this is the first time this dude's had a smartphone in his hand. Damn. Like he was like he was like I was I, I was getting a little annoyed that this guy was just so like in his phone the whole time and I'm trying to talk to him and, it, and then I realized like oh later found out like 20 years like he what, what, what did you do when you first held a smartphone like you know so it was really it's it's, it's really interesting. Um, one wow, of, one cool. of my one of my boys said he actually. Uh, knew one of the the guys that were, was in that that the entourage or whatever. He thought all of that was staged because he said he, the, one of the dudes even tweeted like a couple days before, "Hey, make sure you watch the Oscars. I'm going to be in it." Oh, really? So that, yeah. This is very, so. So June was like on a thing, vehemently saying how not staged it was because there's hmm. some people who were like, first of all, they don't do Oscar like like this guy in New York was saying, like they do Oscar tours at eight o'clock at night. Well, obviously it was five o'clock here in the West Coast, right. and they do do they do do uh, tours and they start at three, right. you know, and they do that tour and that, that is real. Uh, they uh, Jimmy said went to painstaking. To, uh, you know, efforts to make sure that it, it was real. Now, maybe hey, that's now, a, that's a direct anecdote from one of my boys. I know. However, him. that being said, that being said, that what they're, what they're not saying is what I do believe. As, as speaking as producers, you may have had one or two plants in there, probably just to make sure the ones that didn't get as much camera time. I think you, you gotta have some plants in there right. to make sure, like if you start wilding out, like right. you can go to the plant, plant. And be like, right. oh, right. Or you can go to the plant, or right. you, or you, or, or I can help like be security or move stuff along right, right. or whatever. I think that that I think so. I think. It's more likely you had in that group. You had one or two plants in the crowd to make sure nobody ran up. The, you know. So, what do you think about? I mean, do you think it's just happenstance that, that that my man from Chicago was the first dude to come in, or do you think that that was a plant? Uh, it's because I think I think that was kind of exploitive in a, in a way. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it made it, us look like it, it brought out a certain degree of buffoonery. If you if you really I do, get down to it, I don't think it. that was a plant. I, I don't, that, that wasn't a plant because the way Jimmy described it was, uh, you know, he he was getting annoyed with that dude. Because he was really wanting to interact and do stuff, and he was sort of rolling through so slow because he was like so much on the phone that like he you know it was it was, it was messing up his bit and the flow of the bit and how they rehearsed it. And also another behind the scenes on that is they uh, another uh, BTS on that is uh, they the day before actually the day of the day of they were rehearsing that kind of rehearsed with with stand-ins and a huge pillar crashed down. In, in, in the Oscars, it almost killed like Stop three it. people. Get no, out of here. God. no, it, it's true. They were, they were rehearsing that bit, that a huge Oscar statuette. Apparently, it was on one of the elevators on the stage. The elevator came up, it tipped over the thing, crashed right on top of the orchestra, like a big crash. And so it was like silent for like a minute, where everybody was looking, make sure orchestra juice came in, came out. <laughs> and so Jimmy was like, 
no one died. It was right. a miracle no one died. But because of that, we had to scrap rehearsal for, right. for that. And he was like, good, I just took a nap. So the first time we got to do that was like with the real people. Damn. And you know, so that was, this is a lot, a lot of weird, interesting behind the scenes stuff. That's a cool I, story. I, I a thousand percent believe that was real. I believe that there could have been a couple plants, hmm. but I do not believe that was like, those are all fake people who were like, that, that dude was not acting. You know, and okay. and, 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 and you know, now yeah, as a producer, if you look at the whole crowd, you kind of pre-interview everyone. You're like, oh, you're you're like, oh, you're you're the most fish out of water, dude. That's I, don't I know. know that for a fact, man. I, I, I know I that's I what happened. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't um, doubt that at all. I don't, I don't know We're that gonna it was like. We're going to put you in the front because you probably you're going to make it more entertaining. Yeah, and Jimmy could probably you know work you a little bit sure. better. I don't know that it was like. I don't know if I can go as far as to say that like I'm gonna put the nigga in the front because he who knows what he's gonna do. But it's a fine line. <laughs> it's a fine line on that point. It's a fine line on that point. Uh, all right. Uh, Marissa, how are we doing? What, what, how much time do we have left? Oh, okay, good. We're just, we're just, just rambling. I, 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 yeah, rambling. I, I didn't know if we, uh, you know, if we, had, if we had to be out. Okay, so um, uh, moving on to uh, our guy Bezos. Jeff Bezos was there. He's been making the awards. He's been, like, smiling, grinning, making the award circuit presentation. But he won three Oscars. The first, the f- what's that? Ten, fine. The other, uh, the first time uh, streaming service studio, uh, he won three Oscars. Uh, you know, your boy uh, Jimmy Kimmel gave him a shout out from the stage, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm not mad at him at all. He seems to be sort of a good natured guy, <laughs> having a great old time. I think it's awesome. I mean, you got to think that you know, obviously there's been nominations before from a streaming platform. Netflix has been nominated before, but never before won. And I love, I love, you know, just the storyline of what they did with Manchester by the Sea in yep. terms of how they acquired it, you know, and then you know they, they had a theatrical theatrical release first, and then you know they're able to use it for the Amazon Prime members. And I think just that that narrative is is pretty dope in the fact that now that they have not only you know Emmys, but now they have Oscars, and I think that raises the the cachet as it as it as it directly relates to them combating Netflix or you know opposing Netflix. So I think just in terms of the the visibility and just the claim of what an Amazon production can bring. I think that that is definitely solidified. I mean, they won they won a documentary, they won a feature film. Like, I mean, what's next? You know what I'm saying? So I think that, I mean, they're pledged to to, to develop you know over five billion dollars worth of content within the next two years. Like, I, I just I can only imagine what what other things they will acquire, or even develop with, within their own studio. So yeah, I, I mean, who knows? And and, and, um, and and moving on from that, I'm gonna skip the Tribeca one, but. Uh, kind of it's a good segue into Netflix that you know, Netflix has, has famously made a bunch of crazy comedic acquisitions uh, within the last three Go months. figure. I mean, <laughs> wow. Man, we should we should develop something to take know. the Netflix. Maybe we should. I don't know. <laughs> that would be really great if we would have done that. Or Man, fixed. like if we would have collaborated with like someone up, up there, you know? Yeah, so, so, so particular <laughs> EGOT. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're, we're doing some inside baseball jokes for ourselves. <laughs> but uh, but also Netflix has uh, obviously famously have, has, has signed Chris Rock to a big deal and then Jerry Seinfeld to a big deal. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle to a big deal. Uh, Amy Schumer to a big deal, uh, Louis, Louis C.K., they already had Aziz and a bunch of other folks as, as well. So uh, so what they're planning to do, and they've also able, were able to acquire uh, Jerry's uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee. So what they're For talking about... $100 million. That's yeah. ridiculous. I mean... That's for, ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I, I think about Jerry... I mean, when you think about caked up comedians, like I, I remember, like we're talking about twenty years ago when when, he, when Jerry and Larry cashed out for Seinfeld, yeah, they, at like a hundred million or something. No, they cashed out for two hundred forty two million each. Oh, okay. Like the check cash, so here you go, it, boom, right, right. So they did. So that that was that. 
and that was like 20 years ago. Right. And they still get a little piece of what's you know what, what's what's happening with Seinfeld. So that was that. So their buyout was huge. They're still making money off Seinfeld to this day. J- J- Jerry could have faded away. He came back, did a little web series that could just messing around. Next thing you know, it's the biggest thing ever. He leaves leaves uh, Sony, goes to Netflix, and they bought it for another hundred mil. That's retarded. I mean, that is insane to me, but good for him. So anyway, Netflix is going to do a, a, a new stand-up special every week this year. Uh, they've got the people to do it. It's, that's, it's going to be good. That's gonna be, I think that's a very high-profile thing to do. Uh, Netflix, man. And I think, I think just, you know, kind of putting their flag in the ground. Like, we're going to dominate in, in, in every category. Absolutely. Com- you know, comedy being one of them. Yep. Like Amazon, compete with us, or or even you know traditional traditional network, compete with us. Like we have the best talent, we have the best IP, and it's no shelf life. <clears throat> and we're offering, we're offering, you know, the we're offering the best talent because we have the money to pay them. Yeah. Like so, yeah, come fuck with us. Like I think I think that is I think Netflix is kind of already the home for comedic releases, and this is just more of like that approval of that. So I couldn't agree more, and I think that like uh, <clears throat> what. You know, it's interesting to think about what's happening to Netflix in terms of. You would think that at a certain point they're going to plateau out with their with their subs with their subscriptions, but they're oh, no. not. Oh no! They, there's so much room to grow domestically and internationally. Yeah. And they and by the way, they had I think the number what what what, what how many new subscription they they had in the lot in, in 2016, but it was something like it was some ridiculous number of new subs they had, which equals like. Um, hundreds of millions of dollars because you're talking about nine dollars a pop, billions of dollars. I mean, nine dollars a pop. They they already have over a hundred million subscribers. Yeah, you you gain like nineteen, you know, twenty million new subscribers like a year. Yeah, that's big money. So you got to think they're. I mean, nine bucks a month. Yeah. So you had. Say you had just a hundred million subscribers. That's a hundred million times nine per month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that's, 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 the other thing. Yeah, it's not per year, per, per month. month. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at a bill a month. Thank so, you. So they can spend, they can spend. Yeah. Right. Got it. They can spend that kind of money. Uh, okay. Let's run through this. We got to get out of here. Google is, uh, is, is, is finally launching their own streaming service, YouTube TV, which is very much a lot like, uh, sling, uh, which which they're doing an offering where you can have uh, all your local, all your networks, and then a bunch of the partnering sort of uh, 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 cable networks, ancillary cable networks, all the NBC networks, all the CBS networks. Uh, could it be good. Would, would you would you get rid of Sling to go over to YouTube TV or? or, or what? I mean, I, I think you have Directv now. You have Sling TV. You have a few other ones that are in this space. Like, I mean. I think it's just where you feel comfortable, like where you where where you spend most of your time. Like if you're a, a YouTuber, then this might make the most sense for you. Yep. If you already have a sling tee, I don't see this being attractive enough to make you want to cross over. Yep. Like if you if you just kind of use Apple TV and just kind of pay for each one by themselves separately, if that's your workflow, if that's your the way you want to experience content. I think it's you know it's how it's however you want that experience to be. And you, you're able to tailor make it for yourself. I don't think that this. Is, I think it's good for them to be in this space because of the fact that they have a a billion. Uh, hours of 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 viewership every day. Yep. Like I think that they need to to make more of a, a transition in, in terms of captivating people because they're already captivated within the the YouTube ecosystem. But to be able to have now, you know, the infrastructure to be able to watch other things.
things and have a YouTube moniker associated with that, I think it's a good move for them. Yeah. And who knows what the next step is? It's yeah. when they start developing more, you know, serious content like a Netflix or like an yeah, Amazon. They, they, so. they, they, I mean, they're, they're already sort of have a bunch of original content that they're that they're doing based on their homegrown YouTube stars. So when they go out and start acquiring stuff or bringing in and signing like a Leonardo DiCaprio, or do yeah, something they, signing, they need they need an Oscar or, or Emmy a, a worthy piece of content. Well, it's Google in their position to do that. I mean, YouTube viewership hit a billion hours of video a day, which right. is a huge milestone. So they've got the, they got the, the bandwidth to do it. Yeah, I said an hour, huh? Uh, it, Let's say an hour a day. It is a billion hours of video a day. A day, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, let me run through these. we got about three minutes. Uh, uh, I want to hit uh, the 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 uh, the new Apple crazy, uh, I forget what it's called, Spa- what's it called? Apple Spaceship Campus opens in April. It looks insane. The new Steve Jobs th- Theater looks incredible. It looks fresh. Uh, uh, Elon Musk, uh, SpaceX plans to fly two private citizens to the moon by around the, end, the moon. Oh, around the moon <laughs> by the end of 2018. Would you jump on that thing? Man, if if I, yeah, I would. Like I, wow. I have I have just a, a crazy infatuation with space and exploration. Sure. So if there was an opportunity to do that, like I would I, if I had the opportunity, I would definitely take that said, opportunity. Like, I'm, I'm picking Akila. I want you want to go? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know how it works out. I right. would not be on that trip. Okay. For for a minute. Uh, too much risk involved with space travel, though. It looks cool. Uh, Samsung has augmented reality glasses coming. Uh, we talked about this with with the Snapchat glasses. I think that this is something what we're going to see a lot more of is kind of like a newer people have been trying to like you know play on and sort of uh, uh plus what google glass was trying to do uh do you think the augmented reality within glasses are going to work no i think it's gimmicky i don't think it's i don't think it has a sustainable future right. i think it's for the now um i think the way the technology is going to you know progress like it's going to be more in terms of in, integrated into our biology so you don't need to put on glasses you throw on the contacts or it's, it's something that you know like I said, it's something that's going to go into your body right. that will augment your reality. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's cool now, um, but I'll throw it back to you. Yeah. I mean, different story. What do you think about Snapchat and, and its new IPO? That's huge news. I'm, I'm surprised we have, we didn't cover that oh, today. Oh, well, you're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, I, you know, people keep counting Snapchat out and acting like Snapchat's going to go away or they can't figure this thing out. And they repeatedly, uh, you know... I, Look, I, I think I think Snapchat is, is going to be and it already is a killer, and um, I don't know. I mean, f- I mean, they already had the IPO. They already made a gazillion dollars the first day. Like I know, so I mean, I so I mean, not going to, but I mean, I, I still think their their future is still bright because what's happening with uh, they're building a giant sort of studio slash campus on on um, on, on um, in Venice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snapchat's future is bright. We gotta get out of here, but I do want to mention Get Out came, came out over the weekend uh, and it's doing green gangbusters. Ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I do want to shout out this one dude, Armand White from the National Review. He's driving me crazy. He's the one guy who gave Get Out a bad review. The one dude, he's a black just, dude. Just to be an asshole. He's from the National Review. Uh, I look, if you look at a lot of other movies, though, like I'm Not Your Negro, also 99.88%, who gave it a bad review? This guy. Fences, who gave it a bad review? This guy. Stop it. I swear Let to me God. see that. Let me I, see that. Like, check out Armand White. Like, he, this month. This month Get out of here. He's killing me. Look, look at Armand White. Click on, click on his other reviews. He's killing me. Armand White, <laughs> National Review. We're going to get out of here. Uh, where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. And where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram and uh, and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, write a letter to Armand White at the National Review, y'all. Thank you very much for listening and checking us out. We will see you soon. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram it at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.